0: Oh, Jamie, let's pop off right now. We gotta get started. Oh, gotta go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get the people in the chat. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hit and Hustle from IrishSportsDaily.com. I am your host, Greg Flamong. This is the morning after recap show after Notre Dame's uh, devastating... uh loss pick pick your uh, pick your adjective there. Um devastating loss last night to um, Ohio State 17-14 on literally what was, you know, the second to last play of the game. Ohio State scores to take the lead with one second left. Um we're going to talk about that. We're going to process how everyone feels this morning. Um a lot of frustration obviously. Um hopefully, you know, be frustrated in the chat. Um I don't want to I don't want to spend a ton of time having to like monitor the chat and and like telling people to chill out so um let's not do that but we're we're gonna have a good time we're gonna talk about the game we're gonna talk about some stats numbers things that um things that you know uh uh, we didn't understand some trends in the game that we didn't like and then um we'll move on from there so thank you everyone for tuning in if this is your first time catching me Catching our show, catching this channel. Uh, please subscribe to the show. Please hit the like button. Please hit the notification bell so you know we're going live. Um, I didn't put links to the to the podcast in the description this time, uh, but you can find um, you can find us on iTunes. You just put in Hit and Hustle, uh, Apple Pods, uh, Spotify, wherever you um, wherever you find your podcast. Uh, you can, uh, please, uh, follow us there, right, rate the show and, um, and do all those fun things. And the first thing I want to talk to you about is ESQ clothing, one of our sponsors, Um, If you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe, ESQ has created the world's first bamboo dress shirt, crafted from high-quality bamboo fabric. It's the softest and most comfortable shirt you'll ever put on. It's not only more sustainable than cotton, but also feels cooler, has stretch, is odor and wrinkle-resistant, even machine washable. You've seen ESQ's one-piece collar bamboo dress shirt on all of Notre Dame's top players and coaches, and it's the perfect shirt for today's business meeting or heading for a night out. Use ISD15, get 15% off all online items That's ISD15 for 15% off. All right. First of all, Stubborn Mick, thank you for the super chat. Really appreciate that. That's very nice. Tell Mike that this money is for you. Uh, Irish KMG, great game, sickening result. You have to coach better. They needed to be more aggressive on offense and be locked in at the end. 10 on the field is inexcusable. Um, That's – Definitely like the biggest thing coming out of this game. Thanks again, Irish uh, stubborn Mick for the, uh, for the, uh, for this. Yeah, um, it's definitely the biggest thing coming out of this game. Uh, let's just address it now. Uh, Marcus Freeman said that they had a line, uh, a player that they wanted to rush on, but he didn't want to take a penalty. Basically what his reasoning is that if you're running a player on and you get called for offsides, Basically, they get two bites at the apple, right? So if Notre Dame stops them, then they get to go again. And so he, so what he's saying is, I don't want that. I don't want them to get two bites at the apple and try to risk a player running on the field. Uh, So that's, that's the explanation there. I personally don't, I don't think they noticed because you had time. If you send, you send the defense out, you call timeout, you send the defense out there you have 10 on the field for that play. Someone has to notice, someone up in the box has to notice like hey, there's not enough guys out there. Okay? We need to get someone else like they ran a play that was incomplete on the sideline. It was a pass play. Um they ran a play it was incomplete. Then Ohio State subs. So you get you have the right to sub. It's not that it's not that um you know, they were going quickly or anything. Notre Dame has the right to sub in that situation. You can sub in someone if you know that you have someone who's, who's if you're a player short. So you, you have the right to sub. The other part to this that is um, a little bit disappointing for me on that front is Ohio State brings in Trainum, who is their big running back. He's their bruiser running back, right? So they take Henderson out. They put Trainum in. They're in 12 personnel. They have two tight ends on the field and two wide receivers. Like, clearly, that's a running formation, right? I mean, they're at the one anyway, but that's a running formation. Notre Dame's a nickel. Get out of nickel. They they subbed. Notre Dame has the right to bring in whoever they want. They subbed. Get out of nickel. Get out of nickel defense. So that's, again, like, you don't have to be sitting there. Like, they're running the ball, and the nickel player, Harper, is getting – blown into the backfield he's getting blown like out of the end zone right and look it's not that i blame him he's he's going up against a tackle like he's of course that's going to happen so um i did i just didn't like that they stayed in nickel there regardless of the fact that they had 10 you can't have 10 you just can't and i it's like i i I, you know it, it does take away from the job and prep that they did but it should take away i mean that's a bad mistake like it's it's a classic like Irish lore, um, mistake there. So, um, that's the, that, that's just, it, it is what it is. It's, it's a, it's a terrible blunder. It's, it's a terrible, terrible blunder. Uh, coach says it's 6 30 AM after a late night that's hitting and hustling. Yeah. 6 30 here in, uh, in LA. Um, but Hey, that's, that's what we do. That's what we do. Um, Chris Schieber says, uh, I need you to explain to me where playing with 10 is better than a half-yard penalty. Uh, that, so, th- so Freeman's logic there is basically saying I don't want them to have two chances. That's what he's saying. Um, so that's how that's how they felt about it. Um Drew Payment says, Can you explain why you think that Parker may have decided to abandon the pass? It's not, it's not so much that he abandoned the pass, it's that they didn't try and challenge Ohio State deep. They didn't try and challenge Ohio State like in a serious way. Like they threw basically three fades. They threw a fade to Jaden Thomas, where it's interference. They don't call it. They threw a fade to Rico Flores, where I think that's interference. They don't call it. And then they threw a fade or a double move fade to Tobias, who was held and interfered with. So they call that. So he drew a penalty on that. You didn't throw anything deep over the middle. You got you got Evans over the middle a couple of times. Nothing to Tyree. They had the one play to uh, Great House, which was like a fake screen. I don't know if that was like an ad lib. It was nice because the offensive line did not go downfield, so that was a completely legal play. They didn't go downfield at all. So maybe it was a planned play, but it's like you're not stretching them over the top. You're not taking a shot on them over the top with any of your wide receivers. Um it probably hurts them that Jaden Thomas, uh, looks like he's hurt his hamstring. Um, and so that's not going to, uh, that, that's going to be a problem going forward. If that's a hamstring injury, he didn't come back in the game, which is, is indicative to me that that hamstring injury is going to be, um, at least keep him out next week. Right. So they're going to have to figure out who's going to play the boundary. Um, I don't think Notre Dame is going to have Deion Colsey anytime soon. um, I got some information on that, but I don't want to go too far into it because um, I don't know exactly what the injury is, but I, I did get some information during the week on that that this might be a problem. Um, but we'll see, you know, it, he, he obviously didn't play in the game yesterday. I don't, I don't know that he even dressed. So um, that's that's not, not good. Uh, they need to figure out what they're going to do um, about that situation. Uh, let's see. Uh, Rajon says, if, if, if your plan is to go for it every time on fourth and one, have better play calls on fourth and one, uh, those are huge plays, obviously, um, huge, huge plays. The first one, you know, obviously if they want, if they want to go play action, that's fine. I, I think Sam Hartman made the play. He, he needs to get the first down. You have to get the first down there. You, you, you're, you're in the, you're in the open field. And you're running for it. You can't just you can't not get it against Cody Simon, who is not a regular for them. He's not regularly in the game. He has to get it. Davis Sherwood has to hold his block. You have to you absolutely have to hold your block there in that situation. Um, So it's just that is I I didn't like that. Obviously the the you know here's the thing about going fast on on a on a on a fourth and like a sneak like that. I don't, you're almost never catching the defense because they aren't thinking about anything other than it. They're going to sneak it. So the defense is always going to get lined up and they're always going to be thinking they're sneaking, they're sneaking. They're not thinking about any other thing you can do. Um, And, and so they need to, they need to, um, they need to have a better plan there. Just put in Mitchell Evans and have him do it. Everyone said like, like Notre Dame did this all last year. They got it every time but one. They did it like I don't know five or six times. You just got to go with Mitchell Evans in that situation. You can't. You can't not get the. You can't not convert it. Fourth and one. With the way that Notre Dame runs the ball, the way that they're trying to run, ball, you have to get that. You have to get it. Um, CFB hurts asks uh, how close is Raritan to coming back? I don't think he's that close at all. Um, I, I I don't I don't know that there's a good reason to to play him at this point. He hasn't hasn't practiced. He's not really cleared. Um, I just, I don't think you should play him. Maybe later in the year, you know, to get him some games, if you feel like that, and it's under four games, but I don't know. I just don't see why you would, well, I mean, I I don't know how many games he played last year. Like maybe he doesn't even have a red shirt to burn, but it doesn't seem like he's very close. It doesn't seem, uh, very close. JP says, thanks for this therapy session. I've seen this movie before. Uh, we've all seen it before. We've all seen it before. And it's unfortunate that it happened again. Right. I mean, you lose 20 to 19 to Georgia in 2017. Um, obviously the Florida state game ended the way that ended. Obviously the USC game ended the way that ended. Uh, it's just, it's not, it's not ideal. um, Let's see what else is going on. Evans did a f- phenomenal job with his uh catching. Yeah, absolutely. I mean Mitchell Evans had a huge game. He had a huge game uh throwing the ball. They really found something with him. Um Notre Dame has that, right? They they have the ability to get the ball to uh different players at different times and and it's he's been there all year. Um It's it's this is the thing with like everyone is the common thing is like, well, why Notre Dame's not passing because players aren't open. And I just, I I, I kind of reject that line of thinking. Like, I don't know that their players are open and I don't know that they're not open or I don't know that they're actually trying to stretch the field that way. I just, I, that's the thing that I don't, I don't understand about the way that Notre Dame approached this game offensively. It's not that I don't like their, their scheme or their run game. But the run game and the passing game need to complement each other. Like Sam Hartman, eight point eight yard uh, average depth of target. Like that is not that you're not you're not threatening them. You're moving the ball, but as we've seen, if you're not trying to be explosive, if you're not trying to push the ball field, then over time, you give a good defense just. Chances to stop you over and over again. This was Notre Dame's plan with Ohio State. Ohio State couldn't move the ball because they could not get a big play. They had the one big play to Henderson, where Maris makes a mistake. He he wrong arms the uh, he wrong arms the puller, and he lets them get the back get outside of him. And now everyone's compromised. And Xavier Watts is racing to him. He has a chance to make the tackle. He doesn't make the tackle. Needs to get him on on the ground. Cam Hart needs to. Needs to get off the block. I don't. If you're being hold, you're held, you're being. You, you have to get off the block in a way that they are either going to call a penalty, or you need to make the play yourself. You he cannot be allowed to score on that play. It, it, there is nothing worse than just allowing him. So Cam Hart needs to get off the block from Marvin Harrison Jr. If it's holding, then you need to force them to call it. You it needs to be. You need to get him on the ground some kind of way. Um, but other than that one play. That was the only run Ohio State ran that was 10 plus yards. They had two first downs rushing the ball. Ohio State did in the game. They they broke they they broke four tackles. They forced four missed tackles on, on in the running game last night. Notre Dame's run defense was exceptional beyond the one play. And and so that that's something to take away from this, right? No one has run the ball. Um no one has run the ball in Notre Dame and so that 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 going forward like that's that's a good it's a good uh it's a good sign right um but they need to they they, they need to continue to kind of create havoc defensively um, got a lot of pressure according to PFF but again it didn't lead to havoc plays it didn't lead to sacks it didn't lead to breakups it didn't lead to turnovers now Notre Dame Extremely unlucky not to get a turnover in this game. Um, McCord's hit. The balls jump flying up in the air, and it lands to their guy, not Notre Dame. For all intents and purposes, McCord throws an interception right to DJ Brown to end the game, and he drops it. That's – I feel – Sick for DJ Brown. He's been a good football player for Notre Dame. This is what he will be remembered for. And that's too bad. It's too bad. And I I feel bad for him. It, it, it's like, it's one of those things you don't have to tell him. Like, you have to make that play. Everyone knows that. It's just unfortunate. It, it's, it's a bummer. Um, but Notre Dame had the opportunity to end the game there, and they didn't. And so it, it's just it's it's a bummer um someone needs has to hit stover on the tip ball i mean it's a third down play too that's the other thing um um aaron stack says notre dame receivers can't get open i don't i don't i want evidence of that i want evidence of that i mean look they they throw tobias the ball one time and he catches it and he almost gets in the end zone he's like an inch away um And then another one, they throw him the ball, and it's it's interference. You know, you you threw him the ball twice. You got a penalty. You got a penalty, and you got a fifteen yard gain. So it's just like, look, you have to challenge your players to be playmakers, and and so they didn't do that. I mean, Sam Harmon's seventeen to twenty five for you know one hundred and seventy five yards. It's not a bad game, but it's like one big time throw from him. Like you didn't, and it's not like he made poor throws. They didn't put him in position to make big time throws. You you have Sam Hartman on your team. This is the whole point. I mean, like I said yesterday, the whole point of having Sam Hartman is in a game like this, you're stretching them and you're making plays down the field. You're not trying to do that. I mean, they ran the ball more often at a higher rate in this game than they did last year against Ohio State, you know, it, it, so which it's, it's, it's different because Notre Dame was running the ball better last night. So I I understand like that's in a way it's okay, but if you're going to do that, they're not running play action. And the only explanation I have for that is Sam Hartman is not comfortable with it. He's clearly not. They, if he, if he was comfortable with it, they'd, they'd throw it, they'd do it more. Okay. But they didn't and they haven't right. So, it's just it, I I, can't, I don't want to bang Parker too much on on the lack of play action stuff because if if Hartman isn't comfortable then you can't you can't do it you want him doing the things that he's comfortable with you only have him for this one time it's not like you can develop him over and over again but they, they you need to stretch the field and look if you have if you're a good offensive coordinator and you have good schemes and you have a good passing game you can get players open you can get players open right Ohio State getting players open through their schemes in the way that they call it right Notre Dame needs to do that I mean you got to be able to do that stuff you can't just say oh well they can't get open like to me that's not an excuse we see we see guys schemed open all the time all the time right you got to give them, you got to take chances with them you got to give them opportunities you have to give them opportunities to make plays and I don't think they did that which isn't to say, you know, uh, it guaranteed they're going to make those plays, but we didn't see them try, and and I know what everyone's going to say, well, you know, at the end of the game, it's you're up four, you have a chance to win, right? Well, you've got 14 points on the board, like you scored your second time, you scored your 14th point with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, like you you need to be producing more than that, so that the margin for error isn't one drive on defense. You know, I mean the Notre Dame defense gave up one drive at the end of the game and one play and it cost them the game. That should not be the case. You shouldn't, it it should not be the case for them that they gave up one play and one drive at the end. And then they, they end up on the losing side. That should not happen. It should not, you know, and And you've, you've taken all these strides as an offense and you've got your quarterback and it's the same thing as last year with the way that they're, with the way that they're calling the game and the way that they're going about it. Right. Um, and that's the, that's the problem that I have. And, And it's one thing to, it's one thing to, you know, have good design on the running game, but again, you have to compliment and, and. Jamie and I have talked about this multiple times. You have to you have to be explosive to win these games. You have to. You just do. And and it costs them again. And so going forward, you got to be explosive. You got to be explosive next week against Duke. You can't you can't just bank on 14 play drives all the way down the field. You can't Right. It's just not, it doesn't work against good teams. No. Okay. You're not playing in C state. You're not playing central Michigan. Right. You got to be able to hit big plays. You got to be able to hit big plays. Um, Coach hump says in your honest opinion, if OSU has the guts to play Notre Dame week one, just like we did at their place last year, just OSU win this year. I mean, I don't, I don't have any reason. Um, I don't have any reason to think it would be different. Why would not why would why would Notre Dame play the game differently? Like why would they have a different game plan? Why would they like it, it was 17-14. How State has 10 points with a minute 26 left there. They didn't need to get the ball back. They didn't even need to get the ball back. Notre Dame defense had them for you know, three minutes left in the fourth quarter is 10 points. They didn't need to get the ball back. So I don't have any reason to believe that, oh, Notre Dame, if it was week one or not, we, like, they would have played the same way. I think Ohio State would have been completely fine. Um, Rayjean says rushing three on third and 19 was just dead wrong. McCord has a cannon. You can't give him time like that. Um, so the way that the play – uh it, whether they rushed um, three or four, it ended up kind of not mattering because the ball came out fairly quickly. And if if they had rushed four, then unless someone just wins right away and hits him like as he's throwing it, which we hadn't really seen all night, um, that it, it would have got out regardless. I mean, look, the defense Notre Dame is in is fine. You should be able to stop it. Ramon Henderson gets too deep into the end zone. He's about three or four yards into the end zone. There, you don't backpedal there, like because they're not going to throw it over your head. You have to understand that they cannot throw it over top in that in the cover four defense. Like they they're not going to be able to do that. Everything you have to be running forward. Now I guarantee, if I saw the all twenty two, I guarantee he sees Stover sprinting down the middle and he's trying to split and he thinks he's going to Stover and then he throws it to Agbuka and he's a little bit late coming off, but that's why you want to be at the goal line so that if they do that, you, you don't have to come forward as much as you're just coming like slight, you know, you're just coming slightly forward. Like he needs to be aware of where he is on the field there. And he wasn't, that's a mistake. Um, It's just, you. it's, you got to make the play it's it's like it's one of those things like it's a mistake but in the moment you just have to make that play. That's a play that Ohio State made and Notre Dame didn't make. And that's the difference in the game and and unfortunately we saw that over and over again on on that final drive where Ohio State did everything they had to do to win and Notre Dame um Notre Dame didn't. Chris Chris Waworka says, want to say hi. Too bumped to watch, though. Have a good one. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. Uh, Chris, that's very nice. Um uh Drew Payment's gotta go. Thanks. Thanks for being here, Drew. Appreciate it. Um let's see. This is a this is a I'm gonna say XO make. And then the rest of it, um, people can read. Hartman is also is used to throw under much more pressure at Wake Forest, with guys constantly being in his face. So he's suddenly no longer able to do that. I, I don't I don't think that's what it is. I just I just think it's a different. Um, it's just a different uh, a different scheme, a different uh, set of players, a different set of uh, set set of plays. So. Um, it's uh it's too bad um we so we talked about we talked about uh jamie and i talked about thomas harper uh in the lead up and i said he's gonna he's gonna be heavily involved and he was and he's gonna get a big plays and he's gonna have some good plays right um they were five of eight throwing against him 53 yards um they have i mean key catches in the in the last drive which is unfortunate um especially on the fourth down play uh, you know it, he had a tough matchup in this game you knew they were going to go over the middle you knew they it was going to be hard for them to to get outside um given the way the McCord is with his accuracy they knew they wanted to hit balls over the middle of the field and um and he just he he had like i said he had some some good plays and he had some some poor plays there um, and he's, I feel bad for him again, just the way that the game ended. And, uh, it's, it's difficult to, um, be in a matchup like that. Five of eight against again, 53 yards. It's not terrible numbers. He's not like it's being toasted over and over again, but it's tough. Didn't see Jade Mickey at all. Um, didn't see a lot of look, look, this game for Notre Dame's, uh, Notre Dame's defense, especially—I mean, you're talking like main guys only, right? So we're looking. Let me just look at the defensive snaps here because I wrote them down. Um, Okay, so you you have Watts, Hart, and Bertrand go the distance. Morrison's out for two plays, sixty-seven. DJ Brown's out for three plays, sixty-six. Howard Cross, sixty-four. Javante Jean Baptiste, an absolute beast in this game, absolute beast. 64 snaps. Maris, 61 snaps, 61 out of 69 for Maris. After Riley Mills at 50 snaps. Okay. So you were talking 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 players played 50 or more snaps out of the 69. Okay. After that, you got Ramon Henderson at 20, 20 snaps. And then Rubio, 12. I mean, Jack Kaiser has 10 snaps in this game. It's just there weren't a lot of snaps for anyone who wasn't a main player. And those 11 were the main players with Ramon Henderson basically filling in um, for, you know, as as a nickel player or as an extra safety there. Um, So that was the – those were the main guys. You know, Nana, five snaps. Burnham, four. Clarence Lewis, three snaps. It's just Notre Dame was not – did not go deep in this game from a uh from a, a, a you know personnel standpoint. It was basically those those main players. Um Jason Anye didn't got zero snaps. Um it's funny, Chris Schreiber. So I didn't I didn't really make note of Riley Mills last night. I didn't I didn't think like he was doing too much. Um Chris Schreiber says, I'm ready for the Riley Mills experience to be done on third down. Anya is a better pass rusher. <laughs> Telha has been disappointing as well. I feel like Burnham should get more reps on third down. Um, Riley Mills was Notre Dame's highest graded player defensively last night. Um, I'll check it out here. He, uh, They have him down for – do I have this right? Oh, no, this is the full season. Um, let me see. Let me see if I can get this. Oh. Yeah, I think they had him down for five. I think it was five, um, five pressures. Let me see. So Riley Mills got a a 90.5 defensive grade, 90.8 on the pass rush, four total pressures, four quarterback hurries, uh, two tackles, three assists. So basically five tackles, zero missed tackles, two stops. Um, so according to PFF, he had a good game. Um, I don't remember a ton of, um, I don't remember a ton of like big plays he made, right? Um, it's all kind of a it's all kind of a blur, but he didn't make a ton of huge plays in the game. Uh, But yeah, Anya zero snaps, zero snaps for uh, Jason Anya last night, which you know is a bummer for him, right? He's been a main player for Notre Dame throughout the year, and then he doesn't get in the game. I I mean, his snaps, it seems, went to. I mean, what's a no one really? I mean, Howard Cross goes 64, 69, and he's and Jason Anya is the main backup there. Um, and then you have uh, JJB with 64 snaps, Mills with 50. I mean, he could have spelled M- Mills a couple times. Rubio got 12, um, and then not a five. So there just weren't a lot of snaps to go around defensively for anybody. Which you know you you kind of understand in a big game like this, and it's hard to. It's hard to um, argue with the results of it, right? They couldn't run the ball, you know. how State couldn't run. They, you know, they, they held uh, McCord like they, they couldn't push the ball down the field until really the last drive. I mean, what they were doing defensively again? I and you know, I tweeted it out. Other than the lack of havoc, which is. uh not insignificant now. Okay. You you need havoc plays on defense, just like you do on offense. So the offense, you know, needs to create explosives and and the um and, and so does the defense, right? So you need to get you need to sack them, you need to get them off the field, right? No short fields created for the Notre Dame offense in this game. Like anywhere, right? Every drive that Notre Dame had was basically they had to go you know, at least 65 70 yards. So that's a problem. Just like you, you want to, you want to put your offense in good positions. The number one job of any defense, though, is to keep points down, and they did that, so that's good. You obviously have the fourth down stop on fourth and one, uh, very important to have that happen. Uh, so beyond the havoc, when you're not sacking them, you're not turning them over, you're not giving short fields. Uh, beyond those things, I thought the defense was excellent straight up the defense was great and you know again Ben Morrison did a great job on on Marvin Harrison Jr four catches um four catches on nine targets against Ben Morrison couple breakups in the game like that his stock is going to go way up stock is going to go way up um Rajon says uh Rubio took Anya snaps it's possible I'd have to go back and look at actually who was in the lineup at certain times um I mean, it, Rubio is the only one who got considerable snaps. I mean, Rubio, it was Rubio and, uh, and Nana off the bench. No one else really got in there. Um, so that's that's something to, uh, you know, kind of keep in mind. Like, again, they were just I, – I, if I was a player, I wouldn't – and I didn't get in the game – if it continues, then I would be I would be a little bit disheartened by that. If it continues that, you know, in the big games, because like at some point you need these guys. You need Rubio, or you need Rubio. You need Anya. You need Jaden Mickey, right? They've been playing in every game. You know, you need them out there. Uh, but it's like I don't I don't feel like oh, if Jaden Mickey was out there, then they wouldn't have given up those catches. Like Mickey doesn't play slot. He doesn't play nickel. So it's just like he's. And, and like, what did Cam Hart give up in the game that, that, uh, it's like, oh, he played bad. Like he, they were one of two throwing against him for 10 yards. Like he didn't give up anything all day. Um, so he played well. It's just, I, it's hard to look at. It's like, yeah, maybe Anya could have come in and created a sack or created something there. Um, but it's just, it, that's purely hindsight. It's hard to, um, It's hard to really criticize that stuff. To me, like, the usage of of Audric Estime throughout his career is just shocking. Like, 25 snaps for Audric Estime. I mean, you're talking um, 11th on the team in snaps. He he, he gets 14 carries. the rest of the backs get 18. It's just, you know, and look, Jeremiah Love looked awesome last night. Uh, Jadarian Price had a good run in there. But it's just, Odric is your guy. He is your workhorse. You want him out there. And he is the reason, like Jamie and I talked about stars, and the stars need to step up in games like this. And Odric. It's. I don't think he played poorly. It's just when he gets the chance, he, he can go out there and make plays. But I didn't think he played poorly in this one. And and so it's it, it's just I don't understand the lack of like 14 carries for 70 yards, especially at the end of the game. I, I understand. Like, look, it, it the play that Parker called after Estime's you know 12 yard run or whatever it was late in the game. It, it had worked for them earlier. But you just, to me, you have to lean on Audric Estime in that moment. He is your guy. He is your bowling ball. At some point, you need to lean on your stars. And he he is the 12-yard run. He wasn't in the play before. You bring him in, you give him the ball, he runs for 12. Just keep feeding them. Like you don't have to do this thing where you're faking a, a handoff here and giving it here, and and there's a bunch of ball and there's a bunch of ball handling involved, and and Hartman gets nervous about the defensive end crashing and he pulls it and tries to run. Like you don't have to get involved in that sort of situation. Just you want to run your you you want to be a power team. You want to have you play your tight ends. So then put your tight ends in the game and don't let it, uh, don't let a defensive end crash like that. Don't be in a formation where he's uncovered on the edge like that. Like, so just didn't, I didn't like that. Um, I just, I, I, I didn't, I didn't like going away from him in that position. And it's, it's interesting because it's kind of similar to what Tommy Reese did at the end of that bowl game where estimate gashing them over and over again. And then, you try to throw a pass and it's a pick six. You know, and and they tried to throw another interception in this one. And I, I I understand the screen call. Like if you look on a still shot, it looks like it's open, but I think I think Ohio State has defensive linemen getting out there that they're gonna get um they're they're gonna get linemen out there and they're gonna make the play. Um I don't want to uh there's something I just thought of. Rico Flores. They threw him the ball on that on the first on the first play of that drive after the the fourth down stop. Cuts back inside and stays in bounds. Smart, heady play. Rico Flores really thinks the game. He is a good football player. Him and Jaden Greathouse. They really think about game situation. Smart players and stays in bounds. And with the new rules, the clock continues to run. Very smart by him. It's a good job by um, by Rico Flores on that play. He's a re- really good football player. Uh, Michael McGowan says Should we have taken the points with a field goal in the first quarter versus Hartman missing the fourth down run? Looked like he got first down. He got a first down though. So we say take the points. Spencer Schrader missed a 47 yard field goal in this game. And I, so. I don't know that that those are points that you're you're giving up there. I don't know that. Like honestly, I I it's just you got you got to hit it. In this game, in this moment when it's 17-14 and it's low scoring, you have to hit your field goals. I I don't look it, he might lead the nation in yards missed for field goals and and it's just i at some point it doesn't matter how strong your leg is you got to make the field goals like what confidence is there at this point in him to make a big field goal in a big situation where is it it's 3 of 7 you know i i just it, it, and i don't want to be harsh about it but it's just a fact like you have to you have to hit those field goals. So I don't know that I love that I love that they went for it. Notre Dame should go for it in that situation 100% of the time. Because first of all, I want to be aggressive. And second of all, you're at the 20-yard line or whatever it was. I don't know that a 37-yard field goal is like, yeah, we're we're taking the points or whatever. Like I I don't know that. He could very easily just miss. It's 3 of 7 on the season. It's just To me, especially with the kicker, now you have to. If look, it's nice that he has a nice a big leg, and if you want to criticize Freeman for anything, it's the the end of the first half. There, you have so, and here's the other thing: you have this guy. He's a huge leg. You have two timeouts. You have Sam Hartman on your team. Like you need to be aggressive, okay? And you need to you need to try to chase the ball is important. If you have a guy who you think can hit a 60-yarder, then you don't have to go that far with two timeouts and the clock stopping on first downs. You don't have to go that far to get into field goal range. But you gave up a possession there. Shouldn't have done that, right? I don't like that. Like, that's not being aggressive, okay? That's being conservative, okay? So, look, generally speaking, Marcus Freeman has been um, good as far as the aggressiveness is concerned his end of half game management has been very good up to this point but i didn't like that in this game um and obviously the end of game game management is a total disaster and and he's going to be panned for this for a very long time and and if Notre Dame doesn't find a way to you know it doesn't manage to beat duke or beat usc it's going to be a real problem. It's, it's good that people are going to talk about it and it's going to haunt him. And that's unfortunate, I guess, but you can't fail in these moments. And that's a failure, not having enough players on the field. And to me, it's not a huge failure, but it's a mistake not to try to get points at the end of the first half there. Again, you have Sam Hartman on your team. You got to go for it. You know, like Ohio State hadn't done anything to that point. They hadn't hurt you, so don't be afraid. You have 26 seconds. Even if you've, even if you have three incompletions, there you're you're taking 10 seconds off the clock, and then you're punting away. Like if they hit a hail mary, then that's your bad. But you got to try to chase the game. You got to try to be aggressive and get points there. Um, and if and something I want to mention to everybody that if if you have a a website or a business that you want to be aggressive with and Add some video and add some some uh, some some website design. Then you're going to want to hit up VSR Media, founded by Notre Dame football pregame host and Emmy award-winning anchor Vahid Sadrazade. VSR Media provides professional and cinematic video and photo. Whether you're looking for a collegiate or pro-level highlight reel, have a personal story to tell, or aiming to diversify and grow your business. VSR Media specializes in short and long-form video storytelling, social media management, and website design. VSR Media also captures professional headshots, senior and sports photos. Contact them at vsrmediacompany.com and mention Irish Sports Daily to receive 20% off your first project. Visit them online or give them a call at 574-800-9106. Shannon Neely get this up here. All right. We played trestle ball. Uh, Notre Dame did. I think that's what they were doing. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, look, he's, he's a big trestle guy, big trestle guy. And that's how, that's how they have been playing. That's how they played last night. This was a 2002 Ohio state type of game, you know? Um, Rajon says, obviously, Notre Dame did not feel comfortable going downfield last night. They didn't, and it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. you got to give these guys chances to help you win the game. You have to. Like, Ohio State, here's the thing. Ohio State didn't feel comfortable with Kyle McCord last night. But then the game's on the line, and what do you do? You give him a chance to go make plays, and he goes and makes the plays. He made the throws that he had to make. Like. You have to put it on your players. Give them a chance to be to be great in a moment. And I don't think Notre Dame did that, and it's unfortunate. Um, and, and and CFB Hurt says we better get comfortable. And Notre Dame. So I'm I'm reading from him, but basically Notre Dame better get comfortable with it, or else what are we even doing? Yeah, like you have to get comfortable with it. That's the point. You you play, you you play the game how you want to play it. And you need to challenge your players to be playmakers, right? And I don't think they challenge them, right? I really don't. I don't think they challenge them. Um, they didn't challenge Ohio State certainly. They didn't challenge the whiteouts. Like to me, it's not good enough to be like, oh, I, don't, I didn't think it was good. That's how you have to play the game. You have to play the game that way. Like Notre Dame didn't start running the ball really well until the end of the game, until the second half. What well, you could, you you keep. You keep going to it, like you have to. You have to try, and you you have to try it. You have to give them chances. You have to make them nervous. You have to make Ohio State think they could beat us here. They're, they're going to try us over the middle. They're going to try us something deep, and and they didn't do that. Now it hurts th- to lose Jaden Thomas. I told I understand that. I I understand that for sure. Um. So Rajon says, challenge them or expose them. Th- there's always the other end of the coin. There's always the other end of the coin, but like, like CFB Hurt says, w- what are you doing then? That's playing. That's playing. That's playing scared. It's playing scared, in my opinion. Um, uh, Kuya Joey official says you OSU could not stop the running game. I can't s- understand why they did not keep being seven. Certainly at the end. Certainly at the end, uh, I didn't like taking him out of the game. So that's that's a fair comment. Um, Jason Warnock says, "Is this the investment Notre Dame is making that will pay off later?" Freeman is a young coach, and unfortunately, some of these are lessons that may pay off later. So, I don't know. This is this is like to me. This is kind of a big thing coming out of this game. Is what is the upside here? Like, what what about Freeman and the way that he coaches manifested itself into this game? The players are ready to play, but we've seen Notre Dame be ready to play in big games before. We've seen that. We've seen Notre Dame uh, play Georgia in 2017. Ready to play. Florida State 2014, ready to play. Georgia 2019, ready to play, ready to go. So to me it's 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 no great credit that he had the guys ready to go. It's important, but it's just I don't I don't see where this team is any different is any different than it has been, which in a way is to his credit. Because it could be hard for him to maintain, you know, the way Notre Dame played under Brian Kelly. You know, it's a double-digit win team consistently, right? But it's just – I don't see where it's like, oh, this is the difference in Marcus Freeman. Matt says um, talent is improving. That's Freeman's his straw. Absolutely it is. But, like, again – and this is the concerning part for me. The talent improving, you bring in a quarterback who is better than any quarterback you've had. And you play like you don't have that quarterback. You have a different kind of quarterback. Like you have Brandon Wimbush or you have, you know, Jack Cohn, or you have drew pine or Tyler Buckner. That's the way they played. Now, it, 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 it's good to have a good running game, right? It's important to feel that, but you also have to hit them down the field. And and that's Robert makes a good point here. Like by the time Marcus is polished, he will be on someone else's sideline. He we don't know that. We don't know that uh, that he's going to be polished enough to be like he whose sideline will be he on if he can't win these games then whose sideline will he be on? Will we be coaching off will he be co- a head coach? Will we be coaching defense? Like what will he be doing? Like I, I just I understand that you know we feel like, oh, like if we just get it, like I, I don't know. I, I just I don't I'm really I, I I I I'm just really kind of concerned about the way that they approach the game offensively to start the game. And Matt makes an, another good point. The game plan made no sense, but they have help, three healthy, playable wide receivers. So that's a fair take, right? I think it's more like four. But in the second half, once Jaden Thomas went out, they, pro- they might have just said, you know what? Like, we can't. We need to just lean on the running game here. I kind of get that. Um, I, I kind of get that. You have Tobias. You have Tyree. You have Rico Forrest. And you have Jaden Grayhouse. Um I mean, we know holding stays can get vertical. Um, yeah, they're they're in a they're in a tough situation at wide receiver without Jaden Thomas, and it's going to be important to see. Um, it's going to be important to see how long he's out. How long he's out? Um, you know, because obviously he didn't come back. Uh, maybe it's just tight or something. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully it's not in more than two weeks. Like you can get through one game, I think. Um, but it's just, you have to just, again, you have to be, you have to be an aggressive football team and they weren't aggressive in the beginning of the game when, uh, when you had Jaden Thomas out there. So, um, yeah, Tyree, he just, you got to send him, you got to send him on a play. You got to try to get him deep. You got to try to do something like that. Um, Kouya Joey official says 45 year Notre Dame fan. I'm drained of the promise of greatness never being realized. It was aggravating for years. Now it's just going to be painful to the soul. I understand that. Um, I understand. It, it's true. They've a number of times, you know, Notre Dame fans have thought, oh, it's going to be different with this guy. It's going to be different. And it's not. And it's the same, same kind of thing over and over. You get in a big game like this and you're just – basically trying to win uh you know 14 to 10 they tried to win the game 14 to 10 and it didn't work out with Sam Hartman at quarterback you know you 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 want to put more points out there so that it doesn't come down to that if you have if the opposition has 10 points with a minute 26 left in the game then a last chance drive isn't going to be good for anything because <laughs> because you're down multiple scores. So, um, Travis Card says, Is there any reason Holden stays barely saw the field? Him and Evans should have been a deadly duo at tight end. He was out there a good amount. Uh, Holden stays was out there for, let's see. Oh, wow. 22 plays actually isn't that many. Um, that's pretty shocking, actually. 13. Holden stays ran nine pass routes, 13 um, running plays. He was in there. So only nine pass, pass plays for holding stays. Um, he didn't pass blocks either. All he was running routes on all of them. So that's a good question. Um, surprised they didn't lean more into that. Um, yeah, I'm surprised they didn't lean more into that, uh, in the second half, given the fact that, uh, Jaden Thomas was out. So, um, Um, let's see. You would think we got blown out based on this show. Um, okay. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Aaron stack says, uh, worried about this team's ability to bounce back. You know, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I am I kind of not actually. Um, I'm like, cause I'm not worried. I think defensively they'll be fine. And generally speaking, I think defensively against like every team aside from uh aside from USC, which is just a completely different animal. Um it's got like a completely different animal to me. USC is because uh with Caleb Williams and what he can do and the way that he can move around the pocket and the way that he can just extend plays that game is going to be very, very difficult. Very, very difficult. Um, Aside from USC, I don't see an offense that Notre Dame plays that should be giving this defense problems consistently. I don't think there is one. I I don't, like, Clemson just doesn't do it for me. Um, And you talk about, like, them, like, they've got two losses now. They're going to be, I mean, they're going to be tough. It's going to be a tough situation. I, I think Duke is good they're a good team i I don't think that they can they're gonna do numbers offensively against Notre Dame so I guess my biggest thing is like Notre Dame will be in every game um Notre Dame will Notre Dame will be in every football game and I think the offense will play in a different kind of way than this one the, the, the I think it is also true that that Ohio State defense is better than any defense that our name is going to play this year. Um, so going forward, I think they'll be fine bouncing back, honestly. It, it just – there's – this this isn't the type of team that's, like, going to completely fall apart just because the defense, I think, is too good. I think the defense is too good. Um, S-Rock, looking forward, how do we anticipate C.J. Carr compares to Hartman? I think C.J. Carr is more mobile. And uh, the other thing that C.J. Carr will have is Cam Williams. On his team, which is great. He will have uh, Jeremiah Love, who I think is going to be an absolute star. He's going to be an absolute star at Notre Dame, and he is going to set records. That is my uh, prediction for him. Um, so yeah, I think I think I think CJ Carr, by the time he arrives on campus, will have a much better stable of weapons at his disposal. Um. Ryan says uh, biggest mistake was not realizing number one on Ohio state could be had. If they attack him just a few times in the first quarter, you don't leave first half. You don't leave with zero points. I completely agree with this. I I think they could have had him in this game. I absolutely think that. And they just didn't, they didn't attempt that. And when they did, I mean, look, he he's holding, he's holding, I mean, he's committing penalties all over the place. I mean, I haven't like, I look congratulations to me. I got through this entire stream um without mentioning the officials. It, look, the 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 selective officiating is an absolute embarrassment. It is a disgrace, truly. Like the, the that Ohio State had one penalty defensively on these passes. When you have Rico Flores getting hit, when you have when you have Jaden Thomas getting his arm sleeve pulled down. It's it's awful, awful, awful. You miss nothing, you miss nothing on Notre Dame, and and you're making these calls. I mean, and look, even even the catch from Marvin Harrison, like that's that's an unbelievable catch by him. Never should have been overturned. Never should have been overturned. You're you're reversing a late hit. You call a late hit. Flag comes out. They take it off. The overturn on the first down on the fourth down run by Sam Hartman. There's no no video evidence that says he's definitely short. Josh Burnham is getting absolutely tackled, held for multiple seconds, uncalled. They changed a penalty on Ben Morrison without explanation. They called it a holding. Then they called it a P.I., The receiver catches the ball. The ball, they call the Igbuka for a touchdown. The ball clearly hits the ground. You have two officials looking right at it. They rule it a touchdown. Jaden Thomas, they missed that. They were, again, a disgrace. Now, the reason that I went all this way without mentioning them is because I don't want to, I don't think they cost Notre Dame the game in any shape or form. So that's why. So I, I don't want to be that guy who's like, I don't want people to be like, "Oh, you're blaming the rest." Like, I'm not. I'm totally not. They were they were an abomination, an embarrassment. They they the, it is an absolute disgrace the way that they call the game. It's terrible. It's awful. So, um. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Stack says uh, uh, lots of talk on the GJ Brown. BJ BMO had his chance on the underthrow. Yeah. I mean, that's tough. That's a very difficult play to make. Um, I can't, I can't hate on him for that. He could have, he could have picked it off. Didn't pick it off, but that's a very, very difficult, um, play to make there. Nick said, uh, and thanks, Greg. Didn't want to be the guy complaining about the refs. Yeah, for sure. I, I just, I didn't want to either. And I didn't even think of it. Um, it's just, it's, it's just terrible. I mean, it's awful. There's no other way. the The NBC broadcast is terrible. They're in commercial while replays are getting run, while decisions are getting made on replays. They're in commercial, like we the the, the fourth down play. They don't show the replays. They go to review. We come back. It's Ohio State's ball. What's going on? What's going on? 're they're in replay for another one on the on the on the for on the first down run by jabron Payne they're in replay we come back yeah he's first down like it's just it's such a bad it's such a bad product truly i mean the, the commercials the, the the when when they're they're going they're not showing us stuff oh man god, god no good i thought i thought i thought noah eagle and um and uh Black lives were fine, I guess. I, I mean, I muted the game after a certain amount of time because I didn't want to listen to it because um, they're bothering me. Yeah, Julia Joey official, that's what I was saying. Notre Dame had the uh, – officials were bad. Notre Dame had the win in hand. All they had to do was finish, absolutely. That's why I didn't want to harp on it because um, it wasn't that. Um, Ryan says, would you start Lewis at nickel versus USC? Uh, Harper can't play man versus NFL receivers. Um, no, I would not. I would not play uh, Clarence Lewis at nickel first. Look, Jamie and I, Jamie and I talked about this a good amount. Like if Harper was, because look, if you don't like Thomas Harper against NFL receivers, then you're really not going to like Clarence Lewis against NFL receivers. I mean, he was in the game for, I don't know, three plays in this one. Let me see. He's in the game for three plays. Um, I knew they got, they don't have him in a a target. They didn't have him targeted, but I know he gave up a catch. (laughs) So that's, that's wrong. I know he gave up a catch right, right, right. When he got in the game, I was like, why is he in the game giving up catches? Um, so I, I think my main takeaway from this game, as we wrap up here is I like it, it, Ryan, it's going to be, it's going to be Thomas Harper. That's who they're playing in the slot. Um, he's going to have a tough time against USC as well. If he was an NFL player, he'd be in the NFL and not at Notre Dame. You know, it's just, look, he plays his butt off. He plays really hard. He had a tough game in this one. We said he's going to be very busy and he was, and uh, he, it's just he's just going to have to go again against USC and every other team. Um, so I, I, As the season goes forward, I think they're going to mostly be fine. The team is—they are very good defense. They play hard, and they're not going to see. Uh, there's going to be one other game when they see a bunch of uh, skill talent like that. Um, I think the offensive line played very well, considering the opponent in this game. That bodes well every single time. I, I can't even say I'm soured on Hartman because I, I just the way that the game was called. I just he didn't have a chance to really show himself. I think he's going to be fine going forward, and the running game is good. So, um, you know, I, I just think I think they're going to be fine going forward. Generally, <clears throat> I am concerned. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm less concerned about Clemson. Uh, Clemson can obviously beat them. Duke can beat them. I am concerned about the Louisville game just because of where it lands like they're they're a good enough team to where I could really see Notre Dame not having their best performance in that game just because of where it lands on the schedule. Um so that game worries me a good amount. Um but they should be in every game. They should be able to score on teams. They should be able to run on everyone and that bolts well going forward. So um it's just it's 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 the worst loss you can imagine on the last play of the game. With multiple opportunities to win it, multiple fourth downs converted, a third and 19 converted, um, you don't have enough players on the field for the last two plays. It, it's, you know, you go into a game and you think, oh, there's lots of ways to win and there's lots of ways to lose, and this is like the top point, 0.1% of the worst place to lose a game, the worst ways to lose a game. So that's unfortunate. Um, but we move on. It's on to Duke. Um, the fighting Mike Elko's in Notre Dame has to uh has to find a way to win that game. They gotta find a way to win that game, play a good football game. So um I'm gonna end it there. Thank you everyone for tuning in. If this is your first time, please hit the like, please subscribe, please hit the notification bell. I'll be back with Jamie on Tuesday talking about the game. And uh it'll be a mailbag show. So any questions you have about anything you watch the game again, or there's some questions you have, uh head over to irishsportsdaily.com. We'll start a thread for questions. You can put the questions in there, and uh, and we'll answer them. We answer every question, no matter how long the show takes. So, all right, have a good Sunday, everyone. Uh, we'll see you next week, and uh, keep hitting and hustling.